Quality marriage and family life are not for the faint of heart, but the benefits are next level. In this episode with Willie and Rachel Scott, we'll focus on the high leverage outcomes of immediate obedience to God, getting bold and doing things afraid, and finding and running with your kind. You're listening to Jesus Smart, the podcast, episode 20. The belief here is that Jesus knows how life works best and the future belongs to his kingdom. See the show notes page for this episode at jesussmart.com. What you're about to hear is a conversation with the founders of Better Than Blended, an organization which resources and equips blended families, Willie and Rachel Scott. Believe me, there's something here for everyone. And here's a pro tip. Go back and listen to episode 18 for the first half of this conversation. Don't forget the Beyond Blended Conference, October 5 and 6, 2018 at the Doubletree Hotel, Beachwood, Ohio, Greater Cleveland area. Go to betterthanblended.com to register, plus get on their email list for future events too, and many of you will listen to this episode after the dates of the conference, but there's always something brewing with Better Than Blended in terms of events. You're going to like this couple and what they do. They're a quality couple. Are you ready for this? Let's get to work. And when a blended family comes together, there is always some level of brokenness, either through divorce, through death, sure. through single parenthood, and maybe a father or a mother wasn't there. It's, it's something that when we come in, it's kind of our job to identify that brokenness so that we can know what it's our job to nurture and identify how is this brokenness impacting this child? Is it impacting them through their behavior? Is it impacting them through their communication? And then begin to pray in that area. Yeah. Very good. Locate the locate the breaches, right? Yes. And then target them in prayer, sort of paint it in the spirit as a landing strip for the Lord to come down with his restorative ability. And, you know, you may not be in a technically what's known as a blended family, but you actually are in a blended family, as we said, because every marriage is a blend and every family is a blend. But even if your family has never been busted apart, you could still have breaches in, in your yes, family, right? Absolutely. You could still have problems that need to be located and targeted in prayer and really quest after restoration in those areas. It applies to certainly everyone. Rachel, you were mentioning in our little mini pre-convo that there was a timing issue you were referring to. You didn't step out fully. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you can say it. But what was that again? So I want to say maybe it was three years ago where it was really a matter of obedience. And um, I was with my youngest son and I was home with him and things were going well. And I had gotten an opportunity to become a teacher, which is something I'd always want to do. My new guy was telling me to remain home, to continue working on um, the ministry we were building together. But... I didn't want to, so I chose to go to work. And um, I was there for about two years, and I was so uncomfortable. Like, I knew that I was not being obedient to what God had told me to do. So eventually, near the two-year mark, um, 
I just decided to be obedient. I took the letter and I turned it in and so I came home. All that to say, one thing that I'm realizing is that some of the difficulty that I'm running into now is really because of my disobedience. And it's not like he's he's throwing his wrath or anything on me. But I think there was a different level of awareness that was available to me. There were some different answers. There was an easier path that was laid out for me that I was that I kind of chose to take a different one. And I'm still end up where he intends for me to. Sure. But he's been showing me lately, like, you, you see how th- this little difficulty right here, I'm going to walk with you through it. But I want you to know that it was it, w- it would have been easier. And, and I literally can see how prior to me saying yes to that job, whatever that circumstance was, would have had an easier outcome. I see it. So it's not like he's like pointing his finger in my face or anything. It just is like common sense tells me. He, this your may own not understanding be the case. sees it, yes. right? <laughs> okay. So you don't feel condemned about it, but it's no. more just a matter of understanding and discernment. And what it's helping me to do is understand the value of obedience, understanding the value of immediate obedience. Immediate obedience. Yes. You know, This is a challenging topic because, you know, Jesus demands immediate obedience. Yes. Like his disciples leaving the nets and their father like instantly. Right. Or another time, you know, there's an invitation or something goes out and somebody says, hey, I let me first go and bury my father. His father was evidently approaching death. Let me please wait until my father dies. And Jesus doesn't say, "Okay, that's good go do that, then come back. He actually says, let the dead bury the dead. Like, let the spiritually dead take care of that. You follow me. I mean, that is a radical statement. Yes. That's, that's like a hard saying of Jesus, right? And do you feel that, I mean, as you talk about this, I'm thinking about the Greek word kairos in the New Testament, which is a word for time. Yep. But it's not chronos, which is time like we normally think of it, past, present, future, you know, this week, next week, the week after that. Kairos is an opportune window of season yes. with favor on it. And it's like a window, like a launch window. It Does that apply here? Absolutely. I, 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 <laughs> I would I, have to say I believe that it does. I feel that. I mean, I've that seen this season, own challenge in my own life. So, uh, you know, yeah, go ahead. In that season, there was just something special about that season where he was birthing so much in me. I was in the middle of writing a book that had a whole different topic than some of the other ones that I ended up having to write because of that season. But there was just favor in that season, connections I was making. But I saw something as an opportunity and to me I didn't see what God was doing as clearly as I saw that because that was like right in front of me you know just me being human I'm like this this makes sense and he's like but everything that I'm trying to do doesn't have to make sense and I, I don't feel that I've missed everything but I definitely feel that the ease that was that was in that season it's a little bit more difficult right now okay well God is a restorer yes and he restores more than before. Yes. I think we have to understand that pattern, as we've mentioned. So I'm just believing there's going to be that Kairos dynamic increasingly coming back I, and on I receive you. that, yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, as, as we now you know move forward, and I, I think almost any, any person listening, if you have ears to hear this, you've, you've had that own challenge in your, in your own life. And uh, I, I mean, I think of our kids, too. There are windows. There are seasons. There are, uh, I'm not going to tell the example explicitly in our own family because it involves one of our daughters. But yeah, same thing, Rachel. Things were more challenging for her. She didn't quite go with our counsel at that time. Nothing bad, but it was just a good or better thing or like a good or best issue. She didn't quite go with our counsel at the time. And there was a bit of a cost for that. 
of, of the ease issue, you know? Right. So, and, and I feel that the beautiful fruit for me in this season because of that, though, is I'm paying so much more attention to obedience. Yeah, Whereas from this point forward, yeah. yeah. I, I'm you'll, like, you'll probably be more acute and keen yes. to this, right? Yes. Than you would have been otherwise, right? Right. If so you I not, appreciate that he's a loving moment. father. Yeah. And you're able to teach others as well. Yep. I like the scripture in Isaiah that says, I will make you a new sharp threshing sledge and you will pulverize mountains. Wow. That's good. You know, it, it says in Ecclesiastes that if the axe is dull, you must exert more strength. I mean, how much time do we spend during our days right. with a dull axe, whacking on things yep. that should be cut down a lot quicker? Right. And back to Nehemiah, man, it was speed. He cut through that situation, didn't he? Quickly. It was accuracy and favor and speed. His wow. sharpening tool was immediate obedience, was him just being faithful and what he was doing and not getting distracted. So we're putting out a call to ourselves first, but also to all right. <laughs> people, all parents, all people, and the future parents, be sharp, right? Right. Sharpen it up. Man, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Immediate obedience. Well, that's inspiring and convicting at the same time. Thanks for that, Willie. <laughs> Appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I believe in this season he is not only dealing with me in immediate obedience, but helping me to break off some of old habits or mindsets that I've had. So for a long time, I would tell myself I could not get up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. Uh -oh, I will get in my mean. word at nighttime. Yeah. I'm not a morning person. And lately, um, through accountability, I have been getting up at like 5 5.30 in the morning. My goal is 4.30. And when I say lately, I mean like the last two weeks. But I have spent so much more time in his word and so much more time with God when I chose to not only have accountability, but to be obedient to what his word says, which is to rise up early. I had every excuse in the world as to why I didn't need to get up early. And I had convinced myself that it was just something was going on with me and all these other things. But really, it was just that I hadn't made a decision. I hadn't had that tunnel vision that there's something greater on the other side of me doing that. And now I feel like I accomplished so many, so much more rising up in the silence without what we have five kids in the house coming in the room every two seconds. Uh, <laughs> but more importantly, Those just that time with God. moments early yes. on, right? I <laughs> yes. mean, wow. Like the first fruits, first fruits, first fruits of the day, yes. right? Yeah. And my day just goes so much better. But more importantly, I feel like I am being obedient to what God said. So he's going to bless that. The scriptures do talk a lot in multiple verses about, yes. I was just reading something recently about it, an article or something that about getting up early, early, early. I will seek you early, you know, um, Psalmist says in Psalms 5 that, I'll, I'll, Lord, you'll hear my voice in the morning. I will present right. my offering of praise and prayer to you, and I'll watch then throughout the day what you're going to do. Yeah, naturally speaking, I'm more of a night owl. I've always been that way. I'm just wired that way in my chemistry, but there is something about the morning. There is something very special about the morning. And for me, what it was more than anything was it was something God had told me to do. He told me to write in my journal and he told me to rise up early and I was not doing it. And I really believe that he can't give you a next step until you're obedient to the last. He doesn't kind of work out of order to convenience us. Yeah. So if he wants to tell me something and he wants to entrust something to me, I have to make myself available by showing that I'm, I'm going to be obedient to what yeah. he's told me to do. What he's really trying to do, I mean, I'm, is he's trying to pull out your design. This is the way he's made, made us, you know. Yes. Whatever he tells us to explicitly do, it's all for our good. And, and as we step into it, we find out and discover that 
we start resonating with it. It feels more like our design. Yes. It's, it's not like we're robots where he's just giving us minute little instructions, but it's actually who we are. He's trying to awaken it in us, give us the accuracy. I, I love the theme of accuracy, being accurate. You know, time is precious. Time has to be redeemed. That's what Paul said in Ephesians 5. He says, that, you know, redeem the opportunity, redeem the time and uh, understand what the Lord's will is, he says. We have to buy up these opportunities that we've been given. Immediate obedience, listening to that, to that voice. What about boldness? Well, that's definitely something that um, God is teaching me. So I am not naturally a bold person. And one of my good friends said something the other day, um, which was that she does things afraid. You know, if she does kind of fear some, or fear, feel some kind of resistance to doing it, that doesn't mean not to do it at all. That means to go forth and seek God for the courage to be able to continue um, in what he's told you to do. So the big thing for me is just courage. And what does that look like? And how do I operate in that? And then I would say uh, uh, another good thing, a good thing about boldness and courage is that if once you get into the cycle of it, it'll perpetuate itself. So, because what will happen is as you walk in faith and expectation, God will start to reveal to you those things that you are believing for and that you are expecting will start to come alive. And as you experience those, then you'll expect greater. And as you experience that, then you'll expect greater. And it'll just keep to perpetuate itself. And as you, if you fall into, and it, it, of course, sometimes we fall into a cycle of a fear or a cycle of doubt here or there, but we have to turn those things over over to God immediately. And as we're walking in immediate obedience, as he called us to do, then we just know that whatever he called us to do, he's going to equip us to be successful in it because he's not going to shame his own name. Right. His own reputation. And I wanted to say something. Just when I, when I speak about the fear aspect of things, you know, I know that the word says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But what I believe happens a lot of times is that we choose to operate in that fear rather than the courage that he has given us. So one thing God is doing for me is helping me to identify what I'm feeling in that present moment so I can know what to overpower it with. So if I'm feeling fear and he hasn't given me fear, then what I need in its place is courage. So even when with her saying like she does things afraid, that's her um, stepping in and saying, I'm not going to let this feeling of fear stop me from from operating in courage because that's going that has to bow to the courage that God has given me. Amen. It transcends it, right? It yes. overpowers it. And I, I think the speed is important, you know, the quick movement, the, the immediate obedience. Because if you think too long about it, right. whatever the That's issue it. is, you're, if you think too long, <laughs> yes. you're on the ropes, man. You're probably going to miss it, right? Yep. That's been my experience. And um, it's easier when you move quick. Like if he asks you to do something or say, say to this person or prompts you to call That's this so or start this thing i mean if you if he wants you to start something and you wait like three months to start it i have found it is very difficult mm -hmm. it is very difficult there's favor and and power on that when he immediately tells you something don't wait for gideon's fleece and all this business you know um Lord, if you send a draft down my street today, I will know that you told me to do this. There was a, uh, I saw an, um, a video, it was like an online ad, and I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how, how accurate all this information was, but it, it resonated with me, and I shared it with my wife. A young, a lady, she was speaking about just the activity of the brain and how our bodies are, our brain is naturally wired to protect itself. So when, when there's something that, uh, 
triggers fear or pain or anything, the brain will shut down certain parts of the body so that it can protect the body. And it'll cause you to, to move away, uh, cause you to, to stop or to, to, um, to delay. And so it, what she gave was an example of you being in a boardroom uh, at a meeting and the supervisor or the, the executive says, hey, anybody got any ideas? And so the first thing that happens is you have an idea that comes to your mind, but you delay on it. So then the body instantly or the brain instantly says, Okay, hold up. Why why is he why is he pausing? There must be something wrong because he didn't pause his money when he put on his shoes. He didn't pause his money when he put on his mm. shirt. So there's some fear. Let me send these let me send these messages out. Shut down. Don't do it. And the, and the brain tries to cause you to stop anything that will cause pain or frustration or anything that will that okay. will cause something in your body like fear or whatever. So and I now again, I don't know how accurate all that that is, but it it made a lot of sense to me as as to why we should move in immediate obedience because when we delay it gives our mind, like you said, time to think about all the, the what-ifs that could happen. And we don't even think about the what-ifs of the good side of the what-ifs. We yeah, always think about the negatives. on the other side too, right? Yeah, we always think about the negative ones. And yeah. so then we just fall back and say, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I was I, I recently had this thing surface in me about being a naysayer. You know, it, you know, it says in Paul says in Corinthians that all of the promises of God in him, they are yes in Christ. Yep. The answer is yes. It's always yes. Yes. All the promises are fulfilled in Jesus, and, and the answer is yes. Whereby also through him, through Christ, is our amen or our agreement, yep. our so be it, to the glory of God through us. Right. But this naysayer will try to come up in us and just shut down everything. Mm-hmm. We have to be ruthless with it. That's what I felt when it came to me. And uh, I, I was it was coming to me personally, but, but I was also helping somebody else with that issue. Yeah, you got you to kill that naysayer right. on the inside. One thing that I would tell myself is do what doesn't feel natural. So if naturally I want to pull back from something, then I need to do the opposite of that because my natural self is just, I'm just not a very bold, outspoken person, but yet he'll put me in front of people to have me speak. So that's not the natural element of me. That is the supernatural. And me saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do what doesn't feel natural in my flesh, but feels natural to me in my spirit. Amen. Absolutely. And we need to teach our kids this, right? Mm-hmm. These are life skills, really, especially life kingdom skills, walking with the Lord. That's why it's so important for us to live, to walk these things out. And, and of course, we're, we're learning as we're going and as we're growing, but it's really important that we walk it out because if we walk in fear, then that's what our kids are going to pick up. That's what they're going to learn. And they're going to walk in fear. But as we walk in faith and expectation and confidence and courage, then they'll naturally start to, to walk in that. The other day, my five-year-old was in the backyard and my wife was like, she was standing maybe 10 feet, 15 feet away from a deer. And the deer, you know, deers, this, it's a, it was a baby deer, but it still was way, it was way bigger than her. And so my wife, when, as she spoke to her, she talked to her and she said, hey, you gotta be careful. We gotta use wisdom, da, da, da. And God also, was, as I was walking in the door, I heard him say, hey, we don't make sure you guys don't damper her courage. And before I could even say something to my wife, he spoke to her too, because as I came in the door, I heard her say, but you are so bold. That was such, you had so much courage. That was so much courage for you to stand there. I also had to tell her we have to use wisdom with courage, but her face, I saw her face like, did I do something wrong? And I'm like, nope, you you know what? We have to use wisdom. We, I want you to have courage, but I also want you to have wisdom. But I can't believe you were that close to a deer and you all were just looking at each other. <laughs> So, I mean, really, the bottom line is that the Lord was prompting you not to put fear into your child right. or timidity, because later on, the issues are bigger and, you know, the decisions are larger. And if you're timid or fearful. Right. That little and that small moment, uh, a seed could have been planted of fear. But instead, we planted a seed of encouragement 
and a seed to let her know that we need to use wisdom. Even even in the things that whatever we're, whatever we're doing, whatever we're walking in, we still want to use wisdom, but we don't have to walk in fear. And so yeah. when she smiled like that, that was she. I don't know that 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 it lit my heart up as I walked in the door because I heard I literally heard guys say, "Hey, don't damper her fear," but it encouraged me because oh, wow. it it showed me how how me and my wife are connected as well because in the yeah. same moment she the conversation shifted as I walked in the door and she would just encouraged her by saying, "You are so bold," and then her face just lit up. So that's like a like the Lord's cultivating a like mindedness within within you within right. the family and within you as a couple uh, like a similarity of spirit. A unity and he doesn't let you I feel like the Lord doesn't let you guys get away with much he's constantly teaching you right. because you then are able to teach others and activate within them right right these same kingdom dynamics and they're very powerful I mean if we all as as kingdom people as followers of Christ if we all if we fully show up in life and in our calling what a difference it's going to make you know right but if we're passive, if we're taken out, if we're not fully trained, if we're not optimized and fully activated, you know, we, we miss out on a bunch of life stories and a lot of powerful giftings that people are called to carry. You guys are like activators of that content that you produce, the events you're producing, the voice that's coming through the work that you do. I know it doesn't come without cost, and I know the enemy resisted. That is certainly true. Yeah. <laughs> but that is honestly what we feel called to do, honestly, is just continue to be that light in every area that we can and you're right like God just shows us so many things and we just try to respond but he's training and you know what I think there's a point where because of the training there's an ease that comes you will be firmly established and there will be an ease it won't always feel like this right I I would say in the beginning because I I was going I was actually going to touch on that right where you going in the beginning for us it was it was challenging it was and it was even more challenging and I know it was because of the fact that we weren't paying attention. But as we went through those challenges, we started to slow down and start to listen. Then now we're intentional with listening. So those challenges that will last us weeks at a time or months at a time or <laughs> however long, now they may last for days at a time, if, if not a few hours. Because now we look and say, hold up. Okay, I hit my head. I almost hit my head. I see what that was. Let me stop. Where before we were bumping our head and bumping our head and bumping our head. And we're like, man, after a few bumps, then we start to think like, hey, we need to stop bumping our head. But so, but I, I believe that over the course of time, God has just, just built us up and trained yeah. us. So now we, we pay attention we notice it quicker and we're quicker, quicker to respond. Quicker, man. I had a mentor tell me once, look, you're allowed to be shell-shocked for about an hour or two, but that's it. You got to get up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you cannot be laying there for a week. Right. You know, you can't be taken out for a week. You know, it's really being trained as a, a soldier, really. Yes. A, a, you know, Paul said endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, there is an endurance of hardship as a soldier, but I think it becomes easier. And I'm thinking of LeBron James, you know. We're in the midst of the NBA semifinals right now with uh, with uh, LeBron James playing against the Celtics. Lord, let him win tonight and right. then give us a yes. miracle back in yes. Boston. Okay, in Game Seven. Okay, right. but LeBron James he does these things on the court that no one else can do. But I've 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 heard his teammates comment he's there like an hour or two before they are. He's there after they leave. He goes through this incredible physical training. And he did this one shot in a game a while back. It was it was crazy. It was a game-winning shot, or at least it secured the win. Came down the court, flying down the court right before the buzzer, did some kind of wild left-handed thing or some kind of crazy off-balance shot, and it went in. And his teammate said, you know what? He, he practices those shots in all the time. Right. So when it comes time in the game, he's, he's there. 
right. he's able to perform. And that's one thing that I'm going to hand the microphone back to you because one thing that uh, Rachel actually spoke on before was uh, just about we look at we look at what people do and where they're at level wise. And we have this depiction is like, man, I'm doing the same things. But the question is, are you really? How do you know that you're doing the same things? How do you know that you've done the same things? If you if you you haven't walked in their shoes, you don't live their life. You don't know the secret moments when they when they were crying out to God and yeah. the hard times that they experienced yeah. um, of what they did and what they went through to get to that point because they they had trials of their own that they had to endure. Just like LeBron, people look at it and say, "Man, he can do X Y Z." Is a reason that he can do that, and there was some yeah. things he had to sacrifice. Yes, he did. Time, Does. maybe time with his kids, or maybe time, you know, with his family. Maybe time with hanging out with friends, yeah. or just different things of that nature. Because he went into the basketball court and went in there and practiced hour before, hour after, just even sacrificing sleep, all those type of things that he yeah. sacrificed just so that he could be better. And I'm not saying that we have to do all the work but there's things that we do have to sacrifice that as uh just being in the world you'll see our we'll see friends or others that will indulge in certain things that we may not be able to partake in or they may go to certain areas or go to certain parties or relax or do certain things that we have to be up late at night because we need to get this magazine out or we need to spend time with our kids so in order for us to do that we got to get up at five o'clock in the morning to get this magazine out right so those are the type of things that that we don't pay attention to that others do. Yep, I like that. And one thing I feel like God told me to do, because I want to say I, I feel like women struggle with this, which is comparison. I'm not going to say men don't, oh, but on a yeah. whole nother level, like we can just see the smallest Believe thing. Believe me, I live with five women, I know. <laughs> the comparison thing. And recently when I found myself comparing um, just where I was at to where someone else was at, Okay. one thing God told me to do is to combat that with celebration. So not just you applaud the moment, but I want you to celebrate the behind the scenes. I want you to celebrate all the things, the tears that they cried, the sacrifice they made, all the no's that came before the yeses. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to, even if it's a repost and you just begin to celebrate that person, then first of all, you recognize the feeling I'm feeling right now is comparison. Like I think it's so important for us to be aware of what we're feeling so that we know how to combat it. Because if we're like, well, just, you know, I'm okay then we don't even know so it can it can it can continue to build yeah but when i recognize when i feel this ucky feeling that's kind of like i think i'm comparing myself to that person then in that moment combat it with celebration and we celebrate all of those other things and i think that's when that comparison begins to diminish okay what do you mean by celebrate the other things you mean the things that the behind the scenes so what we see and i've heard several people say that okay. is the highlight reels we see the highlight reels of people's life. We see yeah. the highlight reels of their accomplishments. Yeah, like social media, right? Exactly. But we don't know all the things, what you all were talking about, the behind the scenes that have happened. We don't know all the no's that they may have gotten before the yes. We don't know all the people that were disinterested. We don't know all the people that chose not to come to the events that they did for the last 10 years. And so celebrating the fact that they pressed through all of that to get to that point. And no one ever said anything to them during that pressing through. Mm-hmm. But just celebrating that you were persistent, that you were open obedient to what God told you to do, even when you weren't at this point of your highlight reel or your applause. Yeah, okay. So I just feel like he said, applaud that moment. Oh, rejoice with else. those who rejoice and weep yes. with those who weep, right? Exactly. And the Lord likes that and it tends to elevate us as yes. well, as well as celebrating the things that we currently do have, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, and um, David says in Psalm 16 that, you know, the Lord 
the lines, he calls them the lines where the borders have fallen to me in pleasant places. He's talking about his own inheritance, you know. Right. God has blessed me. It's beautiful to me. He says, my inheritance is beautiful to me. And so, you know, like being willing as a family to celebrate where you're at right now with the yes. inheritance that you're experiencing right now. Yes. As well as anticipating more. But comparison, it's a big issue. And males do deal with it. It does seem to be females who deal with it more. <laughs> it's been my, my observation. I don't know. So really, as we close, I think that what we're saying is that parents are trained. I, I, I guess we're trained, aren't we? We are like soldiers. We yeah, seem to I endure would, hardship. Yep. I would say that we're trained and we're in training continually. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put it like we that not only train our own children and the Lord trains them through us, but we are being trained right. by the Father God. And yeah. And our children. We're, we're in training. <laughs> <laughs> what? Our children are training us as well? Yes. Yeah, really. I well, know. we've been trained by God through our children. Fun, I'll put it funny like how that. that works too, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. God speaks to a child. Right. And he speaks through me because he speaks to a donkey. He can use me, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever, the jackass father. <laughs> he uses them <laughs> amazingly. Right. I have found myself telling my kids, look, you may not agree with me, but if you'll just do what I say, even if I'm wrong, you're going to be blessed <laughs> because God honors it. <laughs> I don't know why. Hey. But, um, well, I appreciate you guys. And um, I know you're on an, a leading edge. You really are part of a movement, of family movement, aren't you? You're well connected with others and with people that are pursuing these things, right? Yes. And training and teaching and equipping. And I, I think that the Lord does raise up movements to meet practical needs. Yes. It's great to run with those those people. I heard Lance Wall now say, look, man, you got to find like-minded believers. You have to find an affinity group. Right. That uh, there's like a mantle on that group or an anointing that's very similar you got to run hard and strong with those kinds of people. Right. Yep. And I, I think we have to find that and build that and cultivate that in our lives. It's very critical. Yeah, I, definitely, I agree with that. And it's, it's really, you can see this just in, in nature. You don't see lions hanging with other animals. You see lions hanging with lions. You see coyotes hanging with coyotes. You see giraffes hanging with giraffes. You don't really see them yeah. hanging with other animals. And it's just a natural instinct to flock with their own kind. So, some people you'll say hey man if you want to i don't know if you want to be more successful in this area you need to find those people with like mind in those areas and then but then you'll have some of them like ah, i don't know if that's necessarily true i'm okay I'm, my friends here we're gonna figure this out but if if you keep hanging with the same people that are not figuring it out then you're probably you're probably gonna stay in that same circumstance Unless you are the one that's coming in and you're the atmosphere changer, and then you're going to help bring those people up. But usually it, it works the other way. You're usually the average of yep. your five most significant, you right. know, whatever, contacts or relationships. Right. That's the tendency. And, and uh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It sounds, don't feel guilty about that. You do need to find your own kind. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we terminate other relationships. It just means that our primary focus becomes our kind. Right. I think it has to be that way. There's a season for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for carving out some time, guys. Would you like to pray? Could you pray over the, mm -hmm. the listeners yes. along these themes, both of you? And yep. appreciate that. Dad, we just thank you right now for uh, this opportunity. We thank you for, for Brian just being immediately obedient, uh, even in the moment right now, Lord, just to to move forward with this podcast. Uh, this is another tool that you have an opportunity to use uh, just to reach people and to, for your name to be made great and for your light to be just shown among others. So we just ask that you would just bless each and every listener 
that is listening to this podcast right now that they will have gleaned some good information, um, just some good knowledge and some wisdom from you through through uh, the conversation that we had today. Lord, anything that we said that was not fruitful, uh, if there was anything that was not fruitful, we just we just ask that that will fall upon deaf ears and everything that you desire for the audience to, to get from it will uh, just be loud in their ear and it will resonate with their hearts, Lord, so that we can see a change in families, so that we can see a change in husbands, we can see a change in wives, marriages, um, and a change ultimately in our community. Lord God, we just um, ask that you would continue to bless the work of Brian's hand, Lord God, and that you would just encourage him in the direction that he is going. Give him um, dreams and visions that will um, allow him to know exactly what it is that you want to do with this work, Lord. And we just bless each and every family. We bless every wife, every husband, and every child that your glory will be revealed through their lives. And we honor you and give you the praise. Amen. Wow, thank you. We honor what you're doing, and it's betterthanblended.com, right? And yes. what are your social media handles? Better Than Blended. So for Facebook, it's Facebook backslash Better Than Blended. Okay. For Instagram, it's Better Than Blended as well, Instagram.com backslash Better Than Blended. Okay. And there's going to be on JesusSmart.com a show page for this podcast. There'll be links to some of the things maybe we've referenced. I'll, I'll make sure that there's ways to access your site and social media as well as Anything else we mentioned that's good to link? You have an email list, right? On your site, right? Be- best yep. way to go to your site. Yeah, yeah, best way is to just to go to betterblender.com and a pop up will pop up usually instantly. Okay. And you can just punch in your information there um, and join the email list. And that way you will stay current with all the content that we send out. And of course, on social media, we just encourage people to turn on their notifications so that they can see whenever we go live right. or whenever we post new content. And we also have a closed Facebook group. So that's where we uh, will post, like the magazine, we'll post that before we actually put it out officially okay. so you can get a sneak peek of, or get some early access to some things there. And you'll see us in and out of the, uh, the group as well yeah. having conversations. And do you do Facebook Live events? Yes, yes. Okay. So our he said, she said is not only a podcast, but we also go live on Facebook. Okay. And so that kind of gives a little bit more um, interaction and uh, also allows people to kind of get to know our personality and our facial expressions that we make that you can't see on podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I saw some of those today. (laughs) And when is that? Is that on Sundays? Well, um, we try to do it on Fridays, and it's usually sometime in the afternoon just because we get the best lighting on Friday afternoons. Um, So that's when we've been doing it lately is on Friday afternoons. Okay, good, good. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Pleasure. God bless. Willie and Rachel, we love you guys. Listen to episode 18 for the first half of this conversation. We appreciate this couple, and frankly, it's one of those connections that we look forward to Keeping alive, remember, kingdom currents, energy from on high runs on kingdom connections. Don't forget the Beyond Blended Conference, October 5 and 6, 2018, Beachwood, Ohio. Go to betterthanblended.com. Thanks, friend, for rating, reviewing, and following this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. It helps others discover the content to see if it's a good fit for them. Plus, it keeps you connected. And here's a cool idea. Grab a screenshot of this episode, whatever app you're using, and share it on social media. Tag it with Jesus Smart, Better Than Blended, and tag it with Family Life. Visit JesusSmart.com to see the show notes page for this episode. You can leave thoughts and questions there. There's also a contact page 
to contact me directly. Check out the next episode this Thursday. It's number 21, part four in our mini-sode series on apostolic Christ following. It's bite-sized, but I'm excited about the edges we're pursuing in this series. As always, with Jesus, our horizon is brilliant. Make it a smart week, and all the best until next time. Yeah.